Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Nah, 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 come on! Episode of the Heat Check. We've got a bad news bears episode. Lots of bad news. It really all just underlines that the NBA is a cold world. It's a cruel business, and it's a business first. And four players are on the wrong side of the universe and the way that the NBA operates. So it's bad news bears episode for Jaw, Jaw, Michael Porter Jr., John Wall, and Kemba Walker. What do they all have in common? They're not playing games right now. <laughs> that's that's really what they have. That's really what they all have in common. So let's drop the beat. So we start out this episode with uh, some bad news. One of my favorite players in the league, Jaw. Jaw, I think this is, I think that came from, if you're wondering where the very annoying jaw comes from, it, uh, I believe there was a broadcaster during Jaw's reign at Murray State when he went to the March Madness and lit it up and was lighting it up that entire season and Jaw Morant did something incredible and the guy was like, Jaw, like he was just so... He was just so enamored and shocked and was just like, could not believe that was Jaw. So now that's that's how I say Jaw now. Jaw? Uh, Jaw was having an epic season. Like, he was having a 50-1 to 1 MVP level MVP season. He was balling under every sense of the word. Electric, bringing his team that was full of mediocrity right now no Dylan Brooks because of injury you've got Steven Adams who has been underwhelming not just not just medium whelming but underwhelming very underwhelming he was averaging 24 6 and 7 for the Grizzlies jaw 24 6 and 7 leading a team to beat the Cavs no shade i mean they're being good right now clippers Warriors, they're one of two teams that have beaten the Warriors this year. Nuggets with Jokic and the Jazz. How good is Jaw? How good was Jaw? Well, Jaw coming into the his this NBA career was seen as too little. Little, tiny, Jaw. Powerful, strong, bouncy-ass Jaw. Jaw was co-leading the league in points inside the paint at six feet with with stair step, like 
stair steppers on. Like he's six foot flat. Like he is, he's tiny. He's leading, co-leading points in the paint, scoring 16 points a game in the paint. Tied with Anthony Davis, who's a seven footer. That is fucking remarkable. That needs its own. Just pause for a second and think about a kid who the world told was too small to play in the NBA at all because they were worried he wouldn't be able to finish around the rim. And then Jaw is leading the league in points in the paint. Are you fucking kidding me? He is unstoppable. Was unstoppable. Uh, I haven't seen this since... Probably like AI or Derrick Rose. Like that's, and Jaws AI size. That he's like a little baby AI out there. And it's, it's been fun. And now we are all fucked because we don't get to see Jaw this season, probably for the foreseeable future. Left knee injury on a non contact play just a few days ago. Three minutes, 12 minutes, three minutes, 12 seconds remaining in the first quarter against the Hawks. By the way, your girl had the Hawks, I want to say, plus six. They won that game by 40. So no jaw and no wins for the Memphis Grizzlies. So yeah, it was a a wild game. And this team is not good without jaw. I tell you what, my goodness, it looked bad. The injury looked frightening. It Set the internet on a, a blaze. A blaze. Everybody's like, oh my God. Shut the NBA down if Jaw can't play anymore. That's what he stepped on an opposing player's foot and his other knee popped. And let me tell you, well, I thought we lost Jaw Moran for a long ass time. Everyone was like, is Jaw Derek Rose? Like, could we, is this the last time that we saw Jaw like this? Derrick Rose was tremendous in the paint. He was electric, dunked on people, did these very explosive moves, and then it was gone, just like that. Like uh, it evaporated into thin air, and now we see Derrick Rose, the mid-range master. I don't want to fucking see John Morant in the mid-range jaw. Like, that's gross. I I do not. I love Jaw. He's got tremendous footwork, and I like what Derrick Rose has become, but it's not the same. No shade. It is you are not the same player where you were MVP. Derrick Rose, the MVP player, and that's what we saw in Jaw. No one wants that for Jaw. Cer- certainly not the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> certainly not. So the news came out recently, just today, that Jaw's injury was just a sprain. Thank God. That breathed everyone, NBA collectively, breathed the sigh of relief. <sighs> I was holding my breath all weekend, wondering about Jaw. Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins said Jaw avoided any tears or ligament damage to his left knee and added that there is no official timetable for his return. That's what he said. We're so thankful we avoided a significant injury. We expect a full recovery. Thank fucking God. And this is nothing long term we should be worried about. Let's go. Thank God. Jaw is okay. If he can come back in time for a playoff push, I tell you what, I'd rather see that than Anthony Davis and these old-ass scrubs and LeBron. LeBron James, I want to see Memphis take the Lakers out. Grizz can cause some damage. Boy, you saw what they did against the Warriors last year. They knocked them down a peg last game of the season. Then the Warriors needed to end up being in the spot where they had to go against the Lakers. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And now on the flip side of the coin... We have another injury. 
Michael Porter Jr., another tremendous talent, another player that is very unique. Like, there's not a lot of guys that play like Michael Porter Jr. He is 6'10", smooth, smooth, smooth. Like, he should be a 4, and he's like a 2 or a 3. He plays like KD. Not as good, obviously, at all, but rut row. Like, this is, for those who don't know, Michael Porter Jr. has a history of back problems. And here we go again. Same old thing. Uh, For those who haven't been following his career, the reason he fell to number 14th in the draft was because he had a back injury. Because at Mizzou, he didn't play a fucking game. Like, he's had issues where we worried that the Nuggets were taking a flyer on him where he might never play basketball again. Like, the fact that he even got taken 14th was a stretch. People thought that was a reach. And back injuries are no joke. I tell you what, I bought a new mattress, a Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, because I am not fucking around with this um, little foam thing that they try to sell you where there's a mattress in the box. I'm not trying to, like, 30 years from now, I'm not going to be like, well, I didn't want to pay 2800 for that mattress, so I bought the $475 foam thing that said it was warranted for 10 years, and now I'm walking like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. Have you ever seen a good-looking person walk like the hunchback of Notre Dame? No, you haven't. You haven't. Why? Because they are no longer attractive. They automatically just shrink into, like, that witch that's trying to trying to poison the princess with the apple soup or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever the story is, you know what I'm talking about. Back to MPJ and the Nuggets. There was so much optimism coming into this year for him. That was a side road. Uh, Not only did MPJ sign a five-year rookie-scale max extension in the offseason, guaranteed for just shy of $150 million, it's bad luck that all of a sudden now he's not playing basketball anymore, but damn. Uh, He balled the fuck out when Jamal Murray went down. He was killing it. He was shooting like almost 50% from three. Let that sink in. He was shooting almost 50% from three. He averaged 19-7 and 1 on the year, 46% from three. Everyone was like, is he a young sniper? Is he a young chameleon in the mix? Is he a young young reptile in the mix? He's like a less ashy Kevin Durant. Sadly, though, the back issues are back. Terrible news. At first, it seemed like he might not need injury or not need surgery, but Mark Bartlestein told Adrian Wojnarowski today he is undergoing surgery to repair the nerve damage in his back on Wednesday and will miss the remainder of the season and potentially even longer. I hate that. That's awful. MPJ, unique kid. Unique talent. Say what you will about his COVID conspiracies. He's a fun player to watch when he's on the court, I tell you what. It's now... Rut row time for the Nuggets. They've lost six straight. I mean, this is now the end. Let me just say, this is now, to make it very, very clear, the Nuggets season is over. It's over. Like, you've lost, like, I don't want to overstate P.J. Dozier, ACL tear, but he's a piece, right? You lost him just recently. You lost Jamal Murray. He's back. He's back who knows when. Not this year. Michael Porter Jr., yeah, probably next year. Maybe if you made it to the finals, he would be back, but I doubt that. Now you've lost, yes, now MPJ gone. You literally are just rocking out with Aaron Gordon's inflated contract and Facundo Campazzo, and Jokic has been missing time. It's like Jokic, 
nurse yourself back together, man. Like, take it, take it slow. This team's going absolutely nowhere this year. Let me just say, it's not happening. This is not a recipe for success. Very sad for a season that ended up uh, starting out with a lot of excitement. They won a lot of games to get in the beginning of uh, They were the top of the West at one point. So, all of that to say, although the Nugget season is over, uh, 20 games in the season, unless they make some crazy Ben Simmons trade, which you never know. Who knows? Who knows? If Daryl Morey's willing to l- wait two years, why not get Michael Porter Jr., put him on ice instead of Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons at least could play right now. Here's hoping, though, that MPJ returns from surgery at full capacity uh, because without him, the NBA is just not as fun. What? Can you teach me how to dug You know why? Cause all the girls love me. All I need is a beat that's super bumping. And for you, you, you to back it up and dump it. Get it. Put your arms on the time the song came out, that's the last time John Wall was relevant. Like, that's it. Uh, John Wall is a current basketball player for the Houston Rockets. If you have forgotten about him, he's been featured on the sidelines of random college women's basketball games and uh, random Hawaii tournaments and some WNBA games. John Wall is currently uh, not playing basketball. And he wants to play basketball, and that's going to be a problem for him. Why, might you ask? Why is it a problem that John Wall wants to play and he's not getting any minutes? Hasn't he been healthy? He is healthy now, isn't he? He's healthy. Yep, he is healthy for the first time in years. And people are saying, well, Trista, like, the Rockets should play him some minutes. Like, the Rockets are not good. They have two wins, three wins this year. Bad team. They're going nowhere right now. He's a lot better than some of the other point guards they're rolling out. Why can't John Wall get some fucking minutes? Why can't John Wall get his respect? Well, let's break this down, folks. John Wall came to the Rockets in a trade for Russell Westbrook. Slip. He went from Washington to Houston. Russell Westbrook ended up going to D.C. Then, at one point, Wall signed a Supermax deal with the Wizards and then promptly uh, was broken. He, I don't think he's played any meaningful minutes since that contract was signed, folks. Everyone on earth was like, this is the worst contract of all time. Like, he might not play a minute on this contract that matters at all. I mean, except for Tillman Furtado, who said CP3 was the worst contract, which turns out that was a lie. So Tommy Shepard rolled the dice, somehow found a way to move Wall for Russ, and then move Russ a year later for all these pieces, and now the Wizards are one of the most exciting teams in the league, right? And now the Rockets are in shambles. Harden gone. You've got Russ gone. And basically nothing. Nothing. Like, Wall has played all of 32 games for the Rockets and has earned $44 million for a team <laughs> that he's literally making more millions than per game that he plays. That's incredible. Uh, that He earned 44 No one should be getting paid $44 million if your team that you're on goes through a 20-game losing streak. But that happened. That happened last year. They went 19 games. I'm sorry. That's not completely accurate. It was 19 games, not 20. They were the worst team statistically in the league last year in a million different ways. And during the offseason, the Rockets drafted a lot of exciting players because they had some picks, right? They drafted Jalen Green. They drafted Uzman Garuba. Bunch of other pieces. Kid from Arizona State. So they're fun, right? And the Rockets front office and Steven Silas, the head coach, sat down with Wall and they said, listen, 
uh, dude, you know you're not part of our long-term plans. <laughs> and and we know you're not part of our long-term plans. We're a rebuilding team. Let's just be honest. It's going to be some highs. It's going to be some lows. We really don't need you in here fucking up the vibe. You know what I mean? So if you're down to play like 10, 15 minutes off the bench, you can stay. If not, we're going to ask that you kindly stay away from the team. <laughs> this is a crazy story. Kindly stay away from the team while we pursue trade opportunities so that you can go somewhere else and get overpaid for them and not for us. Um, and John's like, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and wait for that trade. I'll stay away. I'm a starter. Fuck Jalen Green. Fuck KPJ. He's I'm the bucket. KPJ's a nice piece, but listen, he was a waiver wire guy. Like, he got cut from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm a much better player than Kevin Porter Jr. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. Like, I am the bucket. And Steven Silas was like, okay. So, um, we're not going to see you around then. Don't come around the franchise like we don't want to see you. Stay away. You are now... That guy who's an elder statesman, overpaid, who can fuck up the chemistry of our entire team if you're bringing the vibes down. Positive vibes only on the Houston Rockets. I went through a bad stretch last year as Steven Silas. You got to go. You got to stay away so that I can rebuild here. (laughs) Yeah. So that shit was working for about 15 games. Uh, and no, I mean, not exactly wor- working because they're three and 16, but they're fun. They're growing. Alperin Shangoon, Jalen Green, everyone's ahead of schedule. They, they are a fun team if you like fun basketball with no winning involved. If you're like, no, if not, if you're not a results oriented basketball fan, like you love the Rockets. Like they are fucking fun. They played an incredible game against the Charlotte Hornets this weekend. I think it was 145, 141. That's the end score. Like, fucking buckets everywhere. No defense. Tremendous. Like, that's that's what you want to see if you're not results-oriented. Like, just buckets on buckets on buckets. So, it seemed to be going okay until John Wall was like, I'm going to go and uh, go to the GM's office. And Raphael Stone, he sat down. He's like, hey, uh, I want to start. <laughs> And they're like, he's like, uh, when can I play? I'm trying to play. Sitting home, this fucking sucks. And why now, you might ask? Because the internet is starting. Things are starting to bubble up. Where is John Wall? Why is John Wall not with the team? Where? Why is John Wall at this random New York Liberty game? Like, what is going on? John Wall's nowhere to be found but everywhere to be found if you know what I mean like he's everywhere he's not supposed to be like what is happening with John why won't the Rockets pay play him what's going on and then John's like well I want to know why I'm not playing and they're like well John we talked about this pre-season if you want to play 10-15 minutes be the Al Horford of the team like be mentor to the young guys like then you can't but if not, you got to go. We've already had this conversation. You know exactly what's happening, what is going on with your brain. We've got something going on here, and we don't need you to come be the fly in the ointment. And John's like, fuck them kids. Uh, if I'm ever going to play in this league again, because I don't want to be a Hassan Whiteside. I don't want to get paid a million dollars when this contract is up. I need to show my value now, or I'm going to end up being the sixth guard on the Sacramento Kings, getting paid $750,000 a year. Like, no. Uh, I don't, I don't like that. And, and we know 
you know, poor Steven Silas, poor Raphael Stone, not poor John Wall, because we know John Wall is not going to be a mentor. We know he's not a team player. Jo- teach me how to Dougie? No, he is not that guy. Like, I've heard whispers. I'm not going to say what those whispers are. The rumors, though, are that when the going gets tough, John Wall, the teammate, is nowhere to be found when things get rowdy, if you know what I'm saying. If you know, you know. The rumors are John Wall, not a team player. He'll leave you out to dry, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, nobody, no, no, no. And it's dire. He, He will leave you wherever, you know what I'm saying? So, Wall is no Horford. I mean, Horford was a great team guy. He stayed away from the team. He get, got back to Boston. Everything's good. And John Wall is not going to be that guy. And the truth is now John Wall is not going to be traded because nobody on earth wants that contract. No one. He's making $44 million this year, $47 million next year. He's got a player option. And you know he's going to take that player option because it's probably the last check he'll ever get in this league. So, and Tillman Fertitta has already came on record and said, well, I'm not going to buy him out. He's not going to the Clippers for free. Not doing that. We're not going to have that little game. I'm not fucking, you know, I'm not James Dolan. I'm not Dan Gilbert. I'm not any of these guys. This is not happening. He's staying on the squad. I'll pay him, and he stays. So there's a reasonable chance, all that to say, this is not an AD situation where the league's going to step in. This is not a situation like Cleveland where the owner's going to buy him out. There is now a, oh, woo, woo. There's a, a reasonable chance that John Walt doesn't play basketball until his contract is up at the end of 2022. And so you might say, Trista, this is very unfair. Like, I feel for John Wall. Well, fucking cry me a river. He's making 90-something million dollars a year to do nothing, to go and sit on the bench uh, on the sidelines of some cool, lit game, like, wherever he wants to do. They're, like, telling him you don't even have to practice. You don't even have to be with the team. Yo, pay me. Pay me. I'll better myself. I'll go to some yoga retreats. Like, I'll go to that Hoffman Institute up in San Francisco, do some, like, inner child work. You know what I mean? Like, that's time. I think John Wall probably does need to do some inner child work. So... Yeah, what do you expect? Like, he's a fucking thug. You know? Like, we know that about John Wall. Like, in the greatest sense of the word, like, he's just not that guy. So the Rockets going to play hardball. And John Wall's last resort is just this. Just tweet free, free me. Free me. Hashtag free me. That's what he did today. Hashtag free me. Get the fuck out of here, John Wall. Cry me a fucking girl. Boo. Fuck Oh, my goodness. Uh, speaking of guys who are on the outs with their squad, there's news about Kemba Walker in New York, folks. Some bad, bad news. If you can remember before the season, things were a buzz. Kemba's coming back to the garden. They show every single angle of Kemba getting busy when he was at UConn winning a national championship in the garden. They're- Ah, Kemba, he's going to come back. This is amazing. He's finally healthy. Tibbs, Kemba, he's got a million point guards. He can't even burn Kemba's knees into the ground. And they're like, yeah, we finally need it. We have a playmaker. We have a scorer. Somebody in the final minutes of the game we can go to. When the going gets tough, it's not just Derrick Rose and Julius Randle. We got Kemba, 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 Kemba. 
Knicks fans were over the moon. I was over the moon. You know. And maybe we all should have contacted a Celtics fan or two and got their thoughts on the matter because they were over the moon when Kemba was gone. Over the moon. Like, they are happy about Dennis Schroeder over Kemba Walker. And that's uh, that's troubling. Uh, they have an accurate picture of what Kemba was like on the Celtics, regardless of, of what his stats say. Kemba was not very good. And so out of the blocks, surprise, surprise, Kemba was not very good in New York. Opening night at the Garden, Knicks beat the Celtics in OT, but Kemba played 35 minutes, had 10 points. Casper the Friendly Ghost, nowhere to be found. And that, sir, was not an anomaly. He's now averaging 12-3-3. and He's been a negative plus-minus in 11 of the last 12 games. And I tell you what, boy, you know who doesn't like that? Tom Thibodeau doesn't like that. He hates that. You know what Tom Thibodeau is? Tom Thibodeau is heartless, he's ruthless, and he's remorseless. And that is exactly what he came out and said today uh, because the new news is uh, Kemba is no longer in the rotation. And it's not because he's not healthy, like because that's what I thought it was upon first glance. Like, oh, Kemba's missing some time. He's out of the rotation, nursing that knee. No, Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker is fully healthy and fully trash right now. Like, he is fully healthy, fully trash, and fully out of the roster rotation. Like, he's not living up to Tom's standards. This is what the New York Post reported. The Knicks are making a drastic change at point guard. Head coach Tom Thibodeau announced Monday that Alec Burks, who I slandered when he got extended, who has been balling, will become the starter after a 23-point performance in his first start of the season in Saturday's win in Atlanta. Bronx product Kember Walker. You see how they did him? Bronx product. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bronx product Kemba Walker will be out of the rotate. Don't do that. Will be out of the rotation entirely beginning with Tuesday's game against the Nets in Brooklyn. Quote, it's a tough decision to make, but you always have to do what you think is best for the team. I've got great respect for who Kemba is as a person, number one, and all that he's accomplished in this league, but I do what I think is best for the team. If that's not him saying, yo, he's washed, I don't know what is. Out of the rotation, it's not even out of the starting lineup, folks. He's not even going to be seen on nationally televised games anymore because he's so far at the end of the bench, the camera won't even see him. He's worse than Frank Nilakina. Frank Nilakina came in to guard Trey Young at the end of a playoff game. Not, that's not happening with Kemba Walker because Kemba Walker is a fucking sieve on defense. He's terrible, terrible on defense. Why would they do this? Well, it might have to do with the fact that the Knicks have an 116.3 defensive rating. That's not good. And a net 13.3 minus negative 13.3 net rating when Kemba Walker is on the court. New York has a plus 5.2 net rating with not Kemba Walker on the court. (laughs) So, yeah. Kemba Walker is now called DMP Walker. That's where we're going. He's not even going to get garbage time minutes. Bronx native, Kemba Walker, they did him. Don't do him like that. Don't do him like that. Kemba Walker, the Kemba Walker experience, it lasted just all in 19 games. All that excitement 
And now we've got 60 games of DMPs on our hands. 60, over 60 games. That is sad. So sad. Kemba Walker was an all-pro. Kemba Walker was super max Kemba. Kemba Walker was a bucket. He had probably one of the best step-back jumpers I've ever seen. One of the most explosive step-backs. Does, does a number on those knees, though, that step back. I tell you what. And, you know, this is the hard truth. Is like, the NBA is a business. Kemba Walker, nice story. Cute little story. Comes back to the Garden. Bronx native Kemba Walker comes back to his hometown to play basketball. But I tell you what, you know who doesn't give a fuck about a cute little story? Tom Thibodeau doesn't care. Because Tom Thibodeau is not playing games with Kemba Walker. Kemba, Tom Thibodeau wants to win. But most importantly, Tom Thibodeau never wants to coach in another place for the rest of his career. He is tired of getting sullied and buried and his name slandered in the press for being a terrible coach when no, like, Kemba Walker is terrible. Like, that cute little story, that is going to lose him his fucking job if he is not heartless. Leon Rose, World Wide West, they're not playing around. They're like, we want wins in New York. You overperformed last year. What have you, you done for me lately? Nice little cute story, get them out of here or you get out of here. That's that's the hard truth there. They only care about winning. James Dolan, he sees little, gets a little taste of success. He wants that taste in his mouth some more. Not a cute little story like Kemba Walker. No. And the truth is this, Kemba Walker is a shadow of his former self. I hate saying that. I've been saying it for years. And then he has like a little flash performance of 27 points and like eight rebounds and maybe six assists. And you're like, damn, Kemba's back. No, he's not. He is not back. He is not performing well enough to get playing time. He is not performing well enough to not be getting DMPs. That's harsh truth. And maybe, maybe this will change. Maybe this little DMP will be a stretch of 15 games and Kemba Walker will look inside himself and he'll get new knees. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe all of a sudden he'll have a new meniscus. But as of now, he is a long, long way away from being an imp. Yeah, an impact, <laughs> an impact player. He is not even a role player anymore. He is not even a role player. Let's watch the situation going forward. This is a developing situation. Yeah, he's got a role, boy. It's called sitting on the fourteenth man on the bench status. But the NBA, like me, is cold and ruthless and speaks facts, even in the face of a cute little story who used to be an all-star. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back late Wednesday evening at a special time to recap the most anticipated game of the year, the Warriors versus the Suns. I have no idea what to even do. I've already bought popcorn. Yes, I have. Swear to fucking God, I bought a box of popcorn and nutritional yeast and some fucking hot sauce just for this game. And there's a special episode with that fucking popcorn while it's in the microwave. Get ready. Suns Warriors twice this fucking week. Let's go. Do not forget to follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. That's all the time that we have for today. We'll see you Wednesday.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.